0: Listen closely. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And then you can listen to me, Brandy Joy, with a voice to be reckoned with. Hey everybody, I'm here with Patrick Mascarpo, um, film uh, writer, editor, matter of fact, uh, not director, sorry. He's here, so I'm just gonna just stop talking and let him tell you guys. Hey, how are you doing,
1: Patrick? <laughs> good, good. Uh, yeah, and no, I'm a, I'm an actor, writer, director, producer, uh, um, basically kind of a jack of all trades. So wow, that's a lot. That's.
0: A lot of uh, a lot of hats you wear there.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm trying to take some of those hats off during this uh, for, for for this film. So uh, I'm 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 I've already started delegating some stuff to other people, which uh, is making my life a lot easier.
0: <laughs> yep, I had a boss, that I told me work smarter, not harder.
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <to> else. <laughs> cool. Um. So, uh, Patrick, I uh, noticed. So you do you do comedy, right? A lot of comedy.
1: Uh, I've done I filmed a lot of comedies. Yeah, I actually did stand up when I was much younger. Uh, but obviously, uh, I'm acting now. So that tells you kind of where my stand up career went. Uh. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, awesome. When did, when did you um, stop? Uh, how long ago was it? When did you stop doing comedy?
1: Oh my god, that was the way I got into doing doing stand up actually was it's kind of a funny story. I haven't done stand up since I was like 23, I want to say. Yeah, about 23 years old. I'm 47 now. Uh, but uh, but yeah, I a friend of mine owned a bar uh, in I lived in Vermont at the time. A friend of mine owned a bar and he used to have a comedy night. Uh, I want I think it was like every uh, every other Thursday night. He would have a comedy night, and he would have some headliners come in, and he'd have people, of course, to warm up the the audience and whatnot. And uh, one night, I guess one of his headliners was going to be really late, and he didn't have enough people to 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 warm up the crowd. So uh, he called me up and goes, "You're you're funny, right?" And I'm like, "I I, I everyone seems to think so." And <laughs> And uh, he's like, well, I, I need someone to cover for like, you know, you know 10 minutes. And I, I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't really have 10 minutes worth of material. And, and he's like, well, just just, just come here and, and, and cover my butt. And I'm like, okay. So, so I, I went over there and uh, and I did. I, I covered for like 10, 15 minutes. I just started making up stuff and talking to the audience and whatnot. And then uh, the, the headliner got there and, and, and he did his thing. So it became... Every time someone would basically back out on him, he would call me up, and I would go there, and I would do, I would do stand up for him. Uh, but I only did that for about a year, uh, and then I was like, "This is, this is too hard. This is, <laughs> this, is this is too hard to, to." I mean, it's, it's, I don't have anyone to blame if this goes wrong. See, that's the beautiful thing about acting. Uh, if something goes wrong on a stage, I can blame it on like the light guy or the sound cue or my, or my co-actors. But if you're doing stand-up. It's just you. <laughs> so if you mess up, it's all you. So I was like, I, I can't do this. this. This, this, is too scary. It's the only thing I've ever been scared to do. Actually, uh, I've been acting since I was nine. I've never been, had stage fright ever until I went up there and had to do stand-up comedy by myself. Oh,
0: wow. Is it yeah, I couldn't imagine. You know, the the nerves would just you know take take hold because you're people just staring at you, just waiting for you to <laughs> make a <them> laugh.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like I said, in 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 a play, if a joke doesn't go over well, ah, you go you can like I said, I can go like oh, well, you know what? I, I wasn't set up for that right. My the 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 actress didn't set me up for that punchline properly. <laughs> if, if I mess up on stand-up, I don't well, gotta blame it on like they weren't drunk enough. They uh they they hadn't been drinking enough yet. Uh, uh- they, They weren't old enough. Uh, The the the, the microphone wasn't on. No, it's on. It's (laughs) it's it's on. You're not on. You're
0: not. (laughs) Uh, Well, it seems like you have good, you know, humor about it yourself. So you know. Yeah,
1: yeah. If if you can't laugh at your own failures, then you, you might as well just curl up into a ball, pretty much, and just you know hide away somewhere because. Well, most of life is failure as a whole. It's what I've learned having having uh, six daughters, uh, I've had to teach that to them a lot that you know a uh, failure failure is an option. <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> not, not the option that you want, but it's an option. It happens. So what you do after you fail is what really defines what you' what the kind of person that you are. yep,
0: exactly. yep I saw my son that too. I was like it's all about what you do. After. Yep, <laughs> I like that. Oh my goodness! So you have six
1: daughters? Yeah, I can't put the stem on the apple. Six daughters. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, couldn't couldn't get a boy. Couldn't get a boy. Six tries. Well, I have a set of twins, so it's kind of kind of. I mean, people say you have six daughters. Well, I have a set of twins, so it's oh. kind of like a, a one shot deal. I keep telling my my wife I have I have magical um uh, semen. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, I, she, uh, she is, uh, was a therapist at the time, and she uh, was doing therapy for somebody. And she said, yes, has, she has the cutest little boy. Maybe we should, maybe, maybe I'd like to have a boy. And I said, well, I hope you and your next husband are very happy
2: because mm-hmm. uh, it
1: is not going to be with me. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know what a bathroom looks like anymore. I have no clue. I, yeah. I, I go in the backyard. That's, that, that's, that's where I go. So luckily, I'm a boy, so I can. I mean, even at one point in time, the dog was a girl that we had. I don't, there was no testosterone in the house except for me.
0: Well, uh, I was just going to say, too, that's a lot of estrogen going around oh, there. dude!
1: <laughs> and, and let me tell you something. Every 28 days, I decide whether I'm going to move out or not.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. I can just imagine. <laughs> Oh dear! Oh dear! So how um are they far apart in age? Or like,
1: like... Yeah, they range from the twins are three years old, uh, mm-hmm. so always from three years old all the way up to the oldest is twenty-two. Okay. Cool,
0: cool, cool. Do any of them, did any of them take interest like in film or
1: you know take after dad? Yeah, one my my uh, uh, my middle daughter Jackie, uh, she has. Started taking a lot of interest in stage work, and then one of my other daughters, uh, Catherine, she's done uh, uh, some some theater. She's taking theater in, in high school, uh, but uh, Jackie's the one who she just she she just loves it. It's just like a fish to water. And I keep t- I, I keep telling her she's got phenomenal comedic mm-hmm. timing. And I'm like, "It you, you can't train that into somebody." I'm like, oh. I mean, the things that she says around the house. I'm just like, "You you would pay to have this kind of comedic timing." You know? <laughs> and uh, I was just like, "You're a natural. You you got it. You got to stick with the comedy. You got to stick with the comedy." <laughs> That's awesome. Oh. <Aww.
0: laughs> I, I
1: have a boy. I was just one. Oh, okay. See, you were smart, you stopped. That's smart, that's smart. <laughs> yeah. smart.
0: He's like having like a one, he's like a, a bunch like in, in one.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, see everybody like, well, and this is one of the things, one of the things that I, I keep talking to people about. They're, they're all like, oh, I have kids, I have th-. Like, do you have twins? No, then you don't have kids, you have a kid. <laughs> you have a child, okay? Cause it, it's, it's not bad enough when you have more than one kid that, you know you've got to deal with the i didn't break it she broke it or i don't know where it is somebody else with the twins they actually look out for each other they actually <laughs> uh, yep they're, they're three years old and they pull little schemes and one's always the lookout and one's always the perpetrator and that's the way it always works <laughs> so uh, so now i've got two little minds working against me at, at a routine clip that that would defy congress <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get one of them to break huh <laughs> no no that, they, they, they back up each other's stories. They, I mean, and, and they're just starting to talk. So they have their own language still because they're twins They have that twin speak. And uh, they know what they're saying to each other. We have no clue what they're saying but they know exactly what they're saying to each other.
0: <laughs> oh man. that reminds me of that movie, Baby Talk. I don't know
1: if you ever seen that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for one. I, I, I swear they're plotting against us on a routine basis.
0: <laughs> oh man,
1: that sounds awesome. That's got to be a good time. Kids, no, it's kids fun. Are- it's, it's fun. They're probably going to end up being extras in this movie because I have some um, some spots for kids in it. Uh, because basically, a uh, part of the, the the movie takes place in a town, uh, and uh, and and they're 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 definitely going to be in it. The twins are going to be in it. Jackie's going to be in it. So I'm getting. I'm I'm using. I'm like, hey, I've created some of my own labor force. So there you go. <laughs> I've I've created my own labor. You guys are getting paid by me not burying you in the backyard. That's how you're getting paid.
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. You're funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, definitely going to have to um, check it out, too, because, I mean, definitely you, they're comedians, and um, I just, I think that's adorable, and I definitely wanna um, want to see that.
1: Yeah. Well, the movie has got comedic moments in it, but it's actually a Western. Yes, yes. So, I also, yeah, also, so yeah I but it's got some funny, there's some really funny characters in it. It's got some comedic moments in it. Uh, but it's it's the first script I've ever written. Like I said, um, I actually wrote the whole entire script in 48 hours.
0: Yeah, yes, two days. Okay, okay, I was going to
1: ask you about that. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, two days, I had the idea. I had the idea. And I was like, you know what? I need to start writing this. So I just started writing, and I had a scene in mind. So I, I wrote that scene, and I went, okay, well, how am I going to get to this scene though? This isn't the beginning of the the movie. This is somewhere in the middle. How am I going to get to the scene? You know. And then I went back to the beginning. And I started writing, and putting the you know the insert, the little insert key on my keyboard, <laughs> in front of that scene, and then started writing everything all the way up to it. I'm like, okay, well, this isn't the end. Now, now I got so I went past that that point that I had already written. It's kind of like I wrote Star Wars but I wrote it in just one script because Star Wars started in the middle then they went back to the beginning and now they went to the end. So that's kind of how I wrote this. Um, And when I got done, I'm like, I have 126 pages. Wow, Wow. that's, I I didn't think it was gonna be that long. Okay, this is a feature. Cause I thought it was gonna be a short, really. I thought it was gonna be like 30, 40 minutes. I'm like, no, this is an hour and a half. You know, possibly longer with all the B roll footage when I was started thinking about it. I'm like, well, here's my first script. So you know what I'll do is I'll 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 enter it in some festivals because you always think you're a really good writer. You always think like, Oh, I've written a masterpiece. I'm I'm phenomenal. I, I wrote a script in forty eight hours and let me see how good it is. You know, so I sent it out and the first film festival that I sent it out to was a Wild Bunch Film Festival, um, which is uh, basically does a lot of which is Westerns. So I'm like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna submit to, to film categories that I know my film's already in. So I, I submitted it to, to a Western film festival, the Wild Bunch film festival. And uh, I won the uh, first time screenwriter award there. And I wrote best, and I won best faith based. And I was like, wow, okay. So, so maybe, let, me, let me enter a couple more. So I entered a couple more and I've entered it in about nine festivals. Or, or, no, actually uh, 12 festivals now. I've only been... Um, deleted out of one, like it didn't make the cut at all, but uh, I won, after that, I won uh, the Big Apple Film Festival Screenplay Competition, I ended up as a finalist there, Um, the Los Angeles Film Awards, I got an honorable mention, Uh, and then the Austin Spotlight Film Festival, I won uh, Most Original Concept, so I was like, you know, I've got something here, I've got something, and The Western film community, because I actually shot, I want to say three westerns. I'd never been in a western before until this past year, and I shot four. Actually, I shot four westerns. Was in four westerns this year, and the Western film community there—they you want to talk about a family? Those guys are like a family. (laughs) <laughs> they completely help each other out. They look out for each other. They, you know, there there is no no, on their on on in their, in their vocabulary. It's okay. We can get this done, but this is how we got to do it. You know. So there's not a there's not a no there. There's, there's a well. We can get it done, but we got to do it this way. Okay, not a problem. Well, I'd made some contacts through there, and I sent the script to a couple of those guys, and they were like, "You got to make this. You, you, you got to make this." I was like, "Well, I." I I, I've got a business background. I'm like, well, let me see what I think it would cost to make this. So I went looking and I, I put some, you know, spreadsheets together and I was like, it's going to take at least $60,000 to make this. Uh-huh. I don't have $60,000. <laughs> if I had, I have six daughters. I don't have $60,000. I don't have $10,000 per child. Okay. But uh-huh. I am willing to rent them out for 10,000. No, anyway. Um, So... <laughs> So, um, I was like, and I, I, one of the guys who was on one of the film sets, he's very business savvy as well. He's like, you know what? I'll be your executive producer. You tell me what you need. And let me tell you if this, this, let me tell you if it makes sense. So I sent him the script and he said, yeah, you could shoot this for 60 grand. You could definitely shoot this. You know, he goes, the more would be better, but you could shoot this for bare bones, $60,000. I was like, Hmm see how much money I have laying around so I saw and I'm like well I, again don't have 60 grand laying around I got some money so Oops. I was like you know what I'll put my money into it and then what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna do an Indiegogo campaign so I decided to put up it you know, It doesn't start until the first because we've been fine-tuning it and making sure that everything's on there and we have started an Indiegogo campaign um, or will on the 1st of January to get the rest of the funds and I've already gotten so many people that have been interested in the, the the film itself, the casting call alone. Now I've cast stuff before. I I actually casted the uh, play doubt, which is easy. It's four characters. I was playing one and then I cast the other three. Uh, and I only got like, I want to say 15 responses for that. Right. So I put the casting call out on backstage for, for chance and circumstance and I've gotten over 1500 responses. For people who want to be in this, so I was like, "Wow, uh, I can't see 1,500 people. There's, there's no way. I, I, I don't even, I don't even like 1,500 people. So I, there's no way I can do this. So I set up a, an audition. I, I have invited about 221 of them to come, and I actually open up an open casting call. So anybody who sees it on Facebook can come as well. And I've already gotten 221 people who said they were going to come. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, okay." well, we're, we're making this. So I, I've, I've gotten a lot of the legwork. I already have a pre-production crew set together. I have an executive producer, uh, a um, director of photography. I have uh, grips and lighting. I've got them taken care of. Uh, I've got sound. And now I have a co-director, uh, Brent Rock, who if you look the guy up, he is phenomenal. He's been in uh, background on a thousand things. And he's actually in a series called uh, Dead Men. Uh, that's actually on Amazon, and I, I I had worked with him on Showdown at the Brazos, which was the first western I ever did.
0: Oh, Bill Foster, huh?
1: Yeah, Bill Foster. <laughs> Bill Foster was the first guy who. The funny thing with Bill is, because I I'd never done a western before. I've done everything else. I've done comedies. I've done dramas. I've done sci-fi. I've done horror. I've done everything else. I'm like, you know what? I really want to do a western because my grandfather loved westerns. We used to watch The Man Who Shot Liberty Valance, The Shootist. Uh, uh, he used to read all the Louis L'Amour books. You know, I, I mean, he, all that stuff, right? So I was like, I want to, when he was shooting Showdowns, he put out a casting call. And I'm like, I just want this one role. So this is this role with with one guy and he had like one line and he ended up getting shot. You know, and I was like, I just want to do that. That's just that way I could say I wasn't a Western. <laughs> so I sent my, my headshot, my resume, my reel to Bill. And Bill sends me back an email going, I want you to read for this role. And I look at the role and I'm like, Bill, that's not the role that I, I submitted for. That's, 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 that's because, yeah, I know. I just, just do me a favor, read this role for me. Um, uh, I just want to see something. So, so I read the role and he immediately got back to me and said, no, you're, you're doing this role. You're doing the role of Charlie. That, that, that's the role you're going to be. He's like, "That I, I want you to be Charlie. And, and, and no, you, you, you've got too much to just be getting shot in one scene and give one line. I was like, I'm like, <laughs> okay so that's where i met brent rock because brent rock was one of the leads on that and uh brent was the first person i showed and he's he's the co-directing and he's also um co-starring because i'm starring in this um and brent is co-starring um and and he was like yeah you got to make this he goes i've got some connections we'll get you what you need you just tell me when you want to film it So I was like, uh, okay, and uh, and so, and Bill's on board as well. Bill's uh, coming out to the auditions because he wants to audition for a role. And, uh, and, it, and like I said, it's a family. I'm working with a lot of people who I've worked with with Showdown and the Brazos. As a matter of fact, somebody that i and she hasn't gotten back to me, um, but uh, I met her on Showdown at the Brazos. Um, I want her to be my first AD, but I also met her on um, uh, Myth and Legend, um the uh uh it's a it's a kind of uh documentary about the last days ability of billy the kid and uh and 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 she was phenomenal on that and i'm like i i need you she goes well let me know what the dates are so it looks like uh it, it's it's gonna work i mean it, it's gonna be hard but it's going to work. And I mean, the logline of this, just to kind of give you a a rundown of what the movie's about is the movie is about post-Civil War, the post-Civil War West, because there's not a lot of Westerns about the Reconstruction era Um, that that deal with Reconstruction as a whole. They deal with, you know, maybe the time period after, but they don't deal with Reconstruction at all. Um, And this movie is about two friends who are West Point graduates, but they fought on opposite sides of the Civil War. One fought on the North and one fought on the South. And at the end of the war, they reunite and It's like nothing happened. Everything's fine. You know, they're like, it's done. It's over with. We're cool. You fought on your side. I fought on my side. It's over. We're a country again. It's water under the bridge. But there are people, and we know this from history, who didn't leave it as water under the bridge. Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: they both have to fight uh, a presence from their past if they're going to have any kind of future in the reconstructed South.
0: Wow. That's 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 a that's a, that's, a dif- that's, dif- that's way different.
1: Yes, yes, it's and It's a very multicultural. There's there's uh, uh Native Americans in it. There's African Americans in it. There's uh, uh Asian Americans in it. There's it's. Uh, I wanted it to be a melting pot because there were towns in the South that had a no pro- had no problem with with you know recombining, going okay, it's over with. But there were towns that did, and that's kind of where you know some of the presence from their past comes up. Uh, um, and, uh, and it's just it's just it's a wild ride it's just a very wild ride
0: okay yeah definitely definitely got to see that definitely see so, um so is there uh so when is the we what can we be looking forward to seeing
1: so I've, I've put myself into, that we're, we're trying to the Indiegogo campaign goes live on January 1st. And then we want to be have the funds and we want to shoot uh, uh, the last week of February, first week of March. I'm trying to do the whole entire film, if we get the funding for the whole film uh, in two weeks, which is very, very adventurous or uh, uh, very ambitious, I should say. <laughs> but uh, we've looked at it and we think we can get it shot in two weeks. Wow. So we would have it shot by March. That would give us enough time for post-production for us to hopefully be done by the summer festival circuit. Uh, and then, you know, we'll go from there. We'll do a premiere out here in Texas, and then we'll we'll start submitting it to festivals and, 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 and see where we get. Uh, I mean, that's the beautiful thing about independent filmmaking now, too, is that uh, I can put it in the festival circuit and then... If I don't get a distribution deal, I can distribute it on Amazon Prime now, or I can distribute no. it on Hulu, or I can distribute it on Netflix. So, I mean, there's all these avenues that are open now, and yeah. the Western genre as a whole, uh, people have kind of written off. Uh, but I, like I said, I shot four westerns in the past year, so there are people out there who are clamoring for this content.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. And and uh, like I said, I. I thought it was an okay script, but everyone seems to tell me like this is phenomenal. This is great, you know. This. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's, I, I, I'm excited, and you know, as far as Western, like growing up, I mean, my dad used to watch like the uh, Westerns. Um, it's like on the tip of my tongue. Uh, was it Wayne? Um, John Wayne. Yeah. Yeah, that was I,
1: that, he was in the shootist That was his very last. Uh, film but he did Rio Grande he did you know did so many so many westerns and yeah. it, it's it's just I remember watching them and, and you probably do too I remember wa- sitting down with my grandfather on Saturdays and watching these westerns that's all we would do all day Saturdays we would just watch western after western after western after western <laughs>
0: Totally, totally, yeah. But I'm, like you said, people have kind of like written them off. You don't really, you know, see here or anybody, you know, taking, you know, on a, a Western movie. So I don't know when I saw, talked to, you know, to Bill, and then I saw some of the, uh, you know, the the trailer from Showdown the Ruzzles, I was like. Yes. Hey really intrigued and it was just that beginning part where he wasn't even speaking you know the part where the guy was telling talking
1: to him he was like i think he's talking to about the town where he says like yeah it's got horrible women it's got horrible yeah. booze i think you'll love it
0: yeah <laughs> it, it was pretty cool i was like oh my goodness i was like i gotta see this so i'm excited to i think it's gonna um, it's gonna be great and i think the western is gonna it's gonna come back and it's gonna come back and on a whole nother level
1: yeah and I think that that's that's the great thing. and the great thing about Westerns, too, in my opinion, is I mean you are dealing with animals, which I mean I've got, like I said, I've got six daughters, so uh, I deal with animals. Uh, <laughs> But that's one of the, that's the only big problem with a Western to be completely honest. There's not a lot of CGI you've got to do. It's not, you know, it's not the Avengers. There isn't all of these computer graphics. A lot of it is practical. It's just getting yeah. the right people in the right, in the right setting and, and making sure that everything is period accurate, you know, and that, and that's the big thing that I got a guy on, on that, uh, is doing my horse handling and he has just been a wealth of knowledge. Um, called Bit Pruitt. He was actually uh, an extra on Shonen at the Brazos as well, but he's a horse wrangler. And he knows all these people who know the exact period. like this is what they would have wore in 1877, and here's where you can get it. Here's the weapons they would have used in 1877, and here's where you can, he like knows all of this stuff. So it, it has been great to have those kind of um, resources to, yeah. to be able to, to offload some of the stuff. Because I was doing a lot of research. I was doing a ton of research, like the right saddle for the time period, the right tack for the time period, you know, the right dress for the time period. And he's like, no, I can take care of that. I'll take all that off your plate. I'm like, great, wonderful. <laughs> now I can just finish, you know, writing these couple scenes here and then work on casting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> wow. This is big, it's a lot,
1: a lot going on. Sounds pretty exciting though, too, so. It is, yeah, we've got, it'll be shooting mostly in Texas, but right now, and this is where Bit came in, Bit found a really great area, uh, just north of the Texas border in Oklahoma, uh, and they've got like uh, 84,000 acres. Wow. And he's like, and you can shoot all your external stuff there, and he goes, I know the guy, we'll get it taken care of, and I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, so. Most of it's gonna be shot in, in Texas. Uh, maybe three scenes will be shot in Oklahoma.
0: I, I gotta get to Texas. I gotta get my travel on. I don't really travel. And I, 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 a lot of awesome things are happening in Texas. I keep hearing Texas, Texas, Texas.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's, I'm a transplant. I'm a, I was born, I'm a northerner by birth. I'm a southerner by heart. Uh, I, I was born in Massachusetts. I don't try and tell a lot of people that because, you know, I'm in the South and they don't look at that kindly because, because we we won anyway, uh, so, (laughs) uh, so, uh, uh, but but they, like I said, they've been very accepting of me. I just don't tell them I'm from the North. Uh, (laughs) They kind of figure it out from the accent though. They go, you ain't from around here, are you? I'm like, well, well, no, I'm not. But I'm not um, from Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston. You know, what What do you want from me? The socks, red socks.
0: <laughs> oh, man, oh, man. So there is, okay, there's a story that I've been told a little bit about,
1: about this horse that fell. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about Bill Foster here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so when I met Bill, this is, this is how, like I said, and this is where... You know that these guys who shoot these Westerns and are so into it and they're so, they've got period accurate, everything, you know, um, uh, that never say die attitude. So Bill um, was shooting, this is about, the, I think, the third day I'm on set and uh, Bill had to ride his horse through the town. Bill rides his horse through the town and then the horse fell and, and, and landed on Bill's leg. So... Nice. Bill I see bill later on he's, he's walking around he's literally, he's got his boots on his period accurate boots period accurate everything you know and he's got a huge ice pack on his foot I'm like bill what the what, what what are you doing what, what happened he goes oh the horse fell on me I, I think I sprained my ankle I'm like oh, okay so this is very early in the day so for the rest of the day he's directing he's acting. He's you know making sure he's producing. He's doing all all the hats that he wore on Showdown, which were a lot. And they decide, okay, we're not we're gonna we're gonna shoot Bill from the waist up basically, or from the kneecaps up. That way we won't show his boot, you know, during any of these scenes. We'll just kind of change that shot so there'll be no wides, there'll be none of this, you know. Like, okay, cool. So we shot that whole day. It was like a twelve to fourteen hour day. We shot the whole entire day. Two days later, Bill posts on Facebook. He had broken his ankle. Again. Okay, his ankle was broken early that day, and he spent the whole day acting, running around town, producing, and directing this thing, and he didn't complain at all. <laughs> he didn't nice. didn't complain in the slightest, and basically his Facebook post was, "Oh, guess I broke it." <laughs> It wasn't even a, like, wow, you know, I spent the whole day doing this and my ankle was broken. He was like, oh, yeah, I guess it got broken.
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is crazy. I'm just, like, sitting here, like, playing in my head, the horse, you know, I still was like.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, he was more worried about the horse than he was about his ankle. He was <laughs> far more worried about the horse. And the horse was fine, because trust me, I'm sure horses fall all the time. You know, I... I the horse was fine. Normally, they don't fall on, you took it out like two ton of animal on, you know, Bill's like, I want to say 196 pounds soaking wet with a stove on his back, okay? And he had a two ton animal fall on him. He's just like, ah, yeah, I sprained it. I think I, twist, I, think I twisted my ankle.
0: <laughs> I guess it's every day you have a horse falling.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, not every day do you see uh, somebody walk around after a horse has fallen on them like nothing happened. <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that's funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh,
1: That's a story that will never die. Yeah, no, that, that, I hope, and, and I mean, I don't know what they've got, because he's got tons of footage for this movie. He's probably got three hours worth of footage, and he's got to cut it down to, uh, you know, a normal feature length film. But I hope somewhere in the, in the, in the post credits, you know, somewhere, somebody tells that story about him i i, I that's got to go in there somewhere it, it's, it just has to
0: well definitely has to <laughs> oh wow so um Patrick, i also um i i was going through a pleather like a list of that you have done a lot of stuff <laughs>
1: <laughs> in three years oh, by the way remember remember that's only three years worth of my acting at this point in time i've been acting since i was nine but it was all stage and I took about 13 years off because kids um, and uh, and getting married and moving and stuff like that. And, and you know having a real job, I guess that's what people call a real job. This is actually more of a real job than I've ever had and but I'm having more fun. Uh, but yeah, uh, I've been in about, I wanna say 50 something. And these are just things that are on like my IMDB page. I've been in the last three years in over 70 productions. 70 uh, uh, films, short and feature and uh, uh, what have you, uh, commercials even. Uh, there are some commercials, uh, most of them are online. One of them is, I hope nobody sees it, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I've done uh, quite a bit in three years, and I didn't think I was going to be able to, to pull that off in three years. I had no idea that uh, I could even still act, to be completely honest, until about six years ago, when a friend of mine said, hey, you should really try this again.
0: Wow. Yeah, I was like, just, um, and then actually I was on the I, the IB.
1: Um, IMDB? Your,
0: yeah, and I was like, this can't, I was like, this just kept going. I was like, No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> yep. Yep. I've been in a, Now, a lot of those movies have only been on the festival circuit because I haven't gotten distribution deals, but some of them like, uh, and some of them are in post-production. Like one of them that I just shot called Stroke of Luck. Uh, I shot that up in, uh, Stockbridge, Massachusetts this past October. That won't come out until about, I want to say, uh, this uh, November of this year, probably. Um, but, but that was, uh, a feature that I shot that'll be coming out in like November. But th- that was funny because I basically got to go. It was really hysterical because Stockbridge, Massachusetts is literally, and this is no lie, 30 minutes from where I was born in Massachusetts. So I found it incredibly funny that I traveled all the way down to Texas uh, uh, to act in a feature film 30 minutes away from where I was born. <laughs> I, I, I had to leave to get cast back at home. <laughs>
0: Oh goodness! Oh my goodness! That's funny. <laughs> oh goodness! Um, I also noticed. Okay, so you did a few horrors, and I would just like to say, that's my favorite genre
1: of movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've so done a magical. couple horror. Horror. Like, <laughs> one of them's on Amazon. And it's a a thing that I can't let my children watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! So what would you
0: say? Um, out of all, I think I'm thinking. I think I know the answer, but I'm just gonna ask it anyway. What was, what is your favorite? What was your favorite genre of movie to, um, to be a part of or be in? Oh,
1: my favorite genre. Or no, far- I really, I, re- I mean, I, I, I love comedies. I just mm-hmm. love being in comedies. It, it I think it's because, it, it, there's so much funniness that this world needs that I love being able to kind of bring that to people um which is why even in my even in this western script there are a lot of funny moments just because i was like it, it can't be too serious because i'm not that serious um but i think my favorites are comedies just because i i, I can play so much you know i can just mess around and and and, and do things on on set that uh you know uh, a spur of the moment because sometimes you know your director will give you a free take hey here's a free take just kind of do what you want and i'm like oh, okay which is the worst thing that a director can ever say to me. It's just do what you want. That's the worst thing they can ever say. Because nine times out of 10, when they say do whatever you want, they're like, you know, all that was great, but can you shorten it up? Cause I'll go on for <laughs> um, uh But I love, I love um, uh, comedies, but Westerns just have this feel to them. They just have this feel. There's this rich history, this rich amount of story that can be told that I love the period costumes. I love I love all of them, so comedies and Westerns. If I could do a Western comedy, if I could do Blazing Saddles, if we were allowed to remake Blazing Saddles, I would do that in a heartbeat.
0: That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, would be pretty awesome. Be good. It was yeah. funny. They
1: asked Mel Brooks about that. They said, "Do you think that Jade should remake *Blazing Saddles*? Do so you think you could do a remake?" He's like, "No, we went too far the first time. You can't do that anymore." <laughs> it's like we went way too far the first time. We didn't think we were going to get away with that. <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man, is there? Is there? Because um, it seems like you've done you've done so much. Is there? Is there like a type of movie that you have always? wanted to tap into that you haven't yet but that you, you know, you kind of like Yeah, I
1: haven't like, done, and, and I mean and this is going to sound so stupid because most, most people get blasted for this but I would like to actually do a romantic comedy I would actually like to do a rom-com You know, uh, poor Matthew McConaughey got destroyed by by romantic comedies, I mean, he was a great actors first uh movie he ever did was a time to kill and he was very dramatic in that and after that for like i want to say 10 15 years he did nothing but romantic comedies and he got destroyed for that and then he stopped doing rom-coms and now he's back with a vengeance you know um (laughs) and he has just become this incredible actor that has been able to turn his life around from from rom coms. so basically i want to do a rom-com because i guess i want to see if it'll destroy my career or not <laughs> Will it completely destroy everything I've done just because I did a romantic comedy? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, you'll bounce back from it if you
1: did. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, See. and that's, in my opinion, that's the staying power of an actor. Like Matthew McConaughey is, is is a great actor because he's done rom-coms and he came back from it. He came back and became an, an Academy Award winning actor for Dallas Buyers Club. And he was in True Detective and, and Wolf of Wall Street, you know from things like Sahara, and gr- Ghosts of Girlfriends Past, and Failure to Launch, you know, all these horrible romantic comedies. And he was like, you know what? I gotta take some time off so people forget that I did those things.
0: <laughs> hey, hey, didn't he, he also did, uh, did he do the very first Texas Chainsaw?
1: No, 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 he wasn't in the first one. I. Th- uh, I think he was, he might've been in the remake. The remake, the the um the Rob Zombie remake, I think he might have been yeah. in.
0: So that uh, seemed like it was like the old like one of those older ones. It was like a, a prom night or something like that of some
1: young uh, kids. Oh, he might he might have been back in the day. I remember like uh like my one of my favorite roles of his. To be completely honest, is Dazed and Confused. He was so funny in that. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, he was so and that was a romantic comedy that he was in, but he wasn't like the lead character, so it was okay. It was was okay for him to be the side creepy character who's like, you know what I like about teenage girls? I'll get older and stay the same age. All right, all right, all right. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Oh
1: my goodness,
0: that's so funny. While every shelter pet is unique, Some love a good game of fetch, and others would rather snuggle on the couch together. However, there's one thing that they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets across shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animals, shelters, and rescue groups? The unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. I love pets. And I think they're just so giving and loving and just, they just show you the best, you know, of what love is. And this is all from an old animal. They come in all sizes big, small, you know, furry, not furry. But like I said, love, love. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fund, and the Humane Society of the United States. Please consider these animals need love and they need you. And you need them. Thank you. And a voice to be reckoned with. We support the animals and their safety and their love. And there's this one, I just, uh, it's the tip of my tongue, but it was something with these, and I might, have, I don't know if it, for some reason, mud or something like that has something. Oh, yeah, mud. The
1: name of it was mud. And that was, that wasn't a, hor- well, that was more of a suspense. It wasn't so much horror, but that was after he had come back. Okay. You know, he, so I mean that's after all of his romantic comedies. Like he did mud and then like the the tail end of those romantic comedy bits that he was doing was like the Lincoln Lawyer. I don't know if you ever saw that one. No, but nice. but that was one where, you know, he was like, Okay, I have gotta get back to really acting, you know, and the Lincoln Lawyer is like a drama. But then he kind of stopped after that. He's like, because Lincoln Lord didn't do very well at the box office. So He's like, I need to give people a break from me for a while. So <laughs> in who I am, and I can reinvent myself. And he did a phenomenal job with it. Yeah, for sure, for sure,
0: hands down, he did. Yeah. Pretty awesome. I've been having such a good time sitting here talking with you. <laughs> 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 Let me tell you, yesterday it was just so weird. You know, I like I told you, you know, that I thought I had, you know, like I thought I was talking to a person and then another person, and it just it, it was just weird that um, the whole time it wasn't shit. <laughs> you.
1: You could write a whole movie about that right there. <laughs> you could write a whole movie about you know uh, thought you were texting the wrong person, you know, and thought you were te- and then you know that that um, that might be a horror flick right there. That could be a horror movie.
0: Right, right, because it was going along just fine. He, the, he was like, okay. Uh, and, and I think, in actuality, it was uh, <laughs> Aaron Hawkins. <laughs> 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 and I don't know what I did. I was programmed the numbers, and I don't, I, I don't know what I did. I just know I was just went. I was thrown off a little bit by a comment that was made, and he said something. I was thinking like, well, why didn't you say that for? I think we already got that. <laughs> but, you know, but okay. <laughs> then it all made sense and i was just like and right when i saw uh are you uh should we reschedule (laughs) it's like i was like what no No." oh no i've been texting the wrong person (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh, i'm still a little confused from the (laughs) whole
1: you may have just given me my next screenplay you may have just (laughs) given me my next screenplay
0: Oh man, I, that, that's, I always have these crazy, um like, since I, I've been going on a year almost, that I've been podcasting, and every time there's always, I'm always known as that, the, that audio girl. i audio issues every time, but I always come through, but it's never been a time, or it's it's just something, and then it was yesterday's so ordeal. Well, you laugh, yeah. I was
1: on a podcast, and it was somebody's first podcast ever, that they were ever doing, and we did about, I want to say, 40-something minutes. Of of talking about you know film and just kind of uh, random stuff, and all of a sudden I get a text from him saying, I only have two minutes of audio and then I have forty something minutes of silence because I didn't like merge it or whatever whatever he was using to do it with, and I was like oh wow really he's like yeah can we redo <laughs> can we redo the podcast I'm like yeah sure that's fine just uh, let me know when and like we re- we redid it today finally. And uh, like I got a text from him like 10 minutes after, he goes, I kept all, all the is good. I went all the way to the end to make sure that that was there. I went in the middle, it was all good. Yep, we're working now. But yeah, it's technology, man. You gotta love it. <laughs> yeah, I understand
0: that pain right there too. I just got through dealing with something like that, but I was able, I worked so hard at it. I was able to retrieve it somehow because I was thinking I got to go back down the list of people, and Bill was one of because I did a show with him, and but I did another one, so we did one about the movie, and then one about you know I teach his um time in education. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's a, that's 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 a great thing about Bill. Not a lot of people realize this. He was like a, a a school administrator for he retired from that actually.
0: Yeah, yeah, thirty years a uh, superintendent and principal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he had a lot, you know, because you know I advocate for bullying. You know, so I'm just really like working hard trying to, you know, get something going and you know, my my son, I just removed him in like one whole less than a year, three different schools due to, you know, him being basically assaulted and schools not really doing much. So it was good to hear, you know, Bill um give me advice from his perspective and what he's you know, and how, you know, what he dealt with it and how you know, it just it just was good. It gave me yeah. a lot of
1: Yeah, I mean okay. Bill Bill is like I said, you see him and you're like, Yeah, I definitely see this guy in a western but he's got this other side to him that is completely like understanding, thoughtful, compassionate, uh, 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 very high-minded, you know, and it's just like, wow, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> you can't judge a
0: book by its cover. You surely cannot, you surely cannot <laughs> like, at all. I was trying to explain that to my students because I usually work with Kendra uh, through, um, third third grade and okay something okay. they had said and I, I said you know you can't judge a book by its cover i said do you even know what that means they're like no i was like well you know i think it was dealing with each other because they've been having a rough time treating each other with respect this year has been really really hard that's my daily goal is like how do i get these kids to respect each other to learn how to treat each other
1: yeah I, I i remember okay so i have six daughters i here's what i found is effective a bullwhip and a taser i can get away with that at home (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness that's funny
0: i don't go with that i've you know tasers have crossed my mind before (laughs) (laughs)
1: well that's well the three-year-olds because this is the the three-year-olds this is their first like real christmas right now like where they understand it you know before it was just like oh, mommy and daddy have woken us up and they're trying to get us to open up stuff and tear paper. Okay. <laughs> well, now they're like, oh, Santa? Like, they're saying Santa. And they're like saying, oh, reindeer? T- tree? You know, so they've got all the words, right? they got the, the beginning of their words. So this year, my, my wife is has gone overboard with decorating because she just loves to decorate. I love, the, like, this is my favorite time of the year as well, but she has, like, gone into overdrive decorating. <laughs> And we have, literally, this is not a joke. This is not a joke. We have one, two, three, four. We have six trees, seven trees in the house, okay? And outside of the house, in and outside. (laughs) She is so, she was so wanting to like decorate. There was literally a tree. I guess somebody on our road, they had moved houses, but they had bought their Christmas tree early. So instead of transporting their tree from one house to the other, they just threw their tree away. She made me go. And get the tree, and go buy another tree stand, so that she could have another tree to decorate. <laughs> so, so now this year, but of course with their with their ability, their their mobility and their loquaciousness and everything, they also want to touch.
2: Uh-huh. So,
1: last year, I, basically, I have a I have this little train, this little Polar Express train that goes around the bottom of the tree, and I had it last year, and I had it the year before that, whatnot. Well unfortunately the, the train has been derailed numerous times so the train is now <laughs> off the tracks because they keep taking it off the track and they keep taking like some of the uh, ornaments off and moving them to other places or hiding them and uh and i i told her i'm like you know what we need to get we need to get one of those dog shock collars with a little yard thing just put it around the tree okay <laughs> so when they get close like, eh. and then you know after about a week they'll stop <laughs> she won't let me do that <laughs> <laughs> oh, darn her <laughs> <laughs> oh all this all this namby pamby snowflake stuff ah oh, dang it
0: <laughs> oh my goodness that's funny uh, pastor thank you so much for you know you know you definitely got to come back by here right
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah. well anytime you want me to come back on I'll I'll definitely try and clear my schedule. I'm pretty busy at, up until the 21st, but after that, things will slow down for a while until the Indiegogo starts, and then things will get crazy all over again.
0: <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you're a member of the what you reckon with family now, so anytime,
1: we're, we're, you're definitely welcome. <laughs> Great. Just let uh, all well. I mean, the one thing you can let your your listeners know, and everybody else that you know, is that they can they can find all the information about the film. It's got a Facebook page called uh, Chance and Circumstance Film, uh, and I'm making announcements there as things go uh, progress. Uh, the Indiegogo campaign will be on there, and some we've got some incredibly great perks um, as part of our Indiegogo campaign. It ranges anywhere from five dollars, like you can just give five dollars, all the way up to. Uh, there's a $3,000 donation you can do, which will get you a walk-on part in with the, the principal cast in the the movie. Uh, you will also get a signed poster. You'll get to eat uh, breakfast and lunch with the principal cast, uh, and see how a movie's made. You'll get the whole entire experience of being an extra on a set and kind of seeing how a movie's made. And uh, like I said, you'll have a scene with, uh, and it, it'll just be you know a background scene. Uh, but you will get whether that scene makes it into the movie or not, you will get that footage. So you'll always have it a video of look, I was on this movie set. Um, So that and then or or you can choose the other portion of that will be you'll be able to choose uh, 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 a great seating at our premiere. When we premiere it, uh, you'll be able to sit with the main cast during the premiere. Uh, You'll get the swag bag that all the you know, the 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 high mucky mucks always get at a premiere. Um, And you'll get two free drinks. Um, and as I said, there are things like signed movie posters, uh, that you can, you can, you can get. There's a signed, signed, set used copy of the script, uh, a set used prop. So there are all these wonderful things and you can just give $5 because every dollar helps. This is almost like, I'm almost, I keep equating this a lot to to some of my friends. This is almost like making an independent presidential campaign run. You know, it's like, I, 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 great, if someone wants to give me $60,000, by all means, give me a call and we'll arrange something. <laughs> and yeah, and I'll take the $60,000, you know, but it's gonna be built on, you know, five and, and, and $10 and $30 donations. It's gonna be built really on that, I think. Um, mm. But we've got such a, a a wonderful cast. We've got such a, Brit, like I said, uh, um, um, Brent Rock is gonna be playing Um, um, Hobbs, uh, the other main character. Uh, There's a girl by the name of Amanda Smith. She's going to be playing Jessie, who's a a girl from the town. And then there's a girl called Raven Hart. She's going to be playing a Native American woman. um, That's part of the story as well. So, I mean, we've got that main cast and we're fleshing out the rest, but we've got just such a great cast of people both in front of the, 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 the lens and behind the lens that really are just Chomping at the bit, forgive the pun, uh, horse pun there. Uh, mm. uh, chomping at the bit to get this really made and do it the right way. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. And you definitely <clears throat> have a donation coming from, you know, this way. You know, always want to be supportive of,
1: you know, I mean, awesome. I just wanna be awesome. supportive. <laughs> yeah, and and just uh, everybody, no matter what donation level you give, that's the one thing I wanted to, to stress. No matter what donation level you give you will be in the end credits as a special thank you to every single person who gives $5 all the way up. doesn't matter because a film like this, especially independent, um, can't get made without that, those, those independent people, those people who are like just willing to, 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 like I said, give up their Starbucks latte for the day to, to, to help us, uh, uh, put this on because this is actually going to be one where, cause I've been on a lot of sets where people didn't get paid. Everybody is getting paid on this. I don't care if it's $10 they're all getting paid on this Um, because I have I've kind of stopped doing free work unless it's for favors and and by the way anybody who listens to this podcast and I've done free work for you guess what favor time is coming Uh, uh, I will be calling in favors very shortly Uh, (laughs) but um, I have been on a, a set with the same director who's shot like three or four features and paid nobody. Wow. You know? And I'm like, I'm like, wow. I mean, he's paid his crew, but didn't pay the cast. And I'm like, yeah, no, that's, that's not gonna fly. That's that's Ooh. definitely not gonna fly. So, I mean, everyone from townsperson number three all the way up on the chain is getting paid to do this.
0: Awesome, that's good, and as they should.
1: <laughs> yeah, as they should. I mean, and that's, that's the thing, people are like, people don't realize how much it takes to make a movie. Now, granted, I I think, you know, the things like Avengers and whatnot, those budgets are way overblown because you're working with a union and you're working with this. Well, the beautiful thing about independent and shooting in Texas is I don't have to do it by SAG rules. I'm going to take SAG precautions for safety and all that stuff, but I don't have to pay those SAG wages as of yet because we're not a SAG city. We're not a SAG state. So that's kind of the beautiful thing of shooting in Texas. I gotta get to Texas. <laughs> yeah, come on down. Come down during the winter though, because again, as, as, a, as a white boy from the North, let me tell you something right now. As a white boy from the North, my first my first summer down here, I just about damn near melted. Because oh uh, it was like 105 for like 90 days, 100 days straight. And uh, in the Northeast, say I'm a smoker, which I don't advocate smoking, but I am a smoker. So in the Northeast, During the winter, you don't smoke because it's too cold. Down here, during the summer, I literally went outside. The cigarette lit itself on fire. Oh, no. And I basically was like, okay, I'm done. I'm (laughs) I'm done. I'm going inside. It is too hot to smoke.
0: Oh, damn. I don't do well in the heat either. And sometimes I complain about this San Diego. I know we don't got we don't
1: got nothing up. <laughs> no, so like right now, it's beautiful. Today, for me, it's like 41 degrees out. I'm like, oh, this is, yeah, I can deal with this. And even when it's like 80 degrees out with no sun, you know, and I've got a nice breeze, I'm like, this is okay. It's those 103, 104, one, one film I shot, I shot in Terralingua, Texas, and that's West Texas, just so you know. So it's basically desert. It's pretty close to desert. It was 120 in the shade when I was shooting that film. And they put a prosthetic on me and my character got shot. (laughs) And they they put a prosthetic on me and it kept sliding off. The spirit gum wouldn't stick. It just kept sliding off and sliding off and sliding off. And they're like, what are we gonna do? I'm like, do we have spray on Elmer's adhesive? They're like, yeah. I'm like, do it, just do it. (laughs) And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, just do it. Make sure you put it on a spot and we'll just rip it off afterwards. just do it real quick. So, cause it was it was literally, and this is no joke, it was literally going to be seen in the film for all of 33 seconds. So I was like, we'll put it on there, I'll jump down, I'll do what I've got to do, you'll see it, and then it will cut and we'll just peel it off. So sure enough, they glued it on there, it goes on, we used it, it stayed on fine because it was glue and it wasn't like spirit gum. And the hair has not grown back on my stomach oh. <laughs> from where they <laughs> ripped it off to this day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh my.
0: So I guess it's safe to say it hurt.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was well I, well the funny thing is I'm like, pull it off quick. Just pull like you know, like when you pull off a band-aid or you pull off a scab, just do it quick, do it fast. <laughs> and and they tried, but their hands were slippery, so they half pulled it off the first time. <laughs> And they had to pull it off the rest of the way and I was like, I hate you all. I'm going into the trailer now and I don't want to talk to anybody for the next twenty minutes. I don't.
0: <laughs> oh man, you got some you got some funny ones. Okay.
1: Oh I got stories. <laughs> hey when you get when you have six daughters, you've got stories.
0: <laughs> I bet. I can I'm still just like, wow. Gosh,
1: stories and no time to pee is what I have. Stories and no time to pee. <laughs>
0: Got a bad bladder. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Oh man. Thank you so much for coming. My pleasure. Thank you for sharing with us about you know just you know keep uh, come back and keep us um, you know up, updated on you know the movie and and I'll definitely be uh, you know talking about it on my show too and um, you know just
1: reminding everybody uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You got it. Just like I said, you need anything for me, you let me know and I'll uh, I'll clear my schedule.
0: For sure, for
1: sure. Thank you. And tell Bill I say hey. I will. I'll be seeing. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be seeing him on the 21st. He's coming out to auditions. He's come- cool, cool.
0: But he's got the part. He's got the part. Stop.
1: Stop. Well, I, I, <laughs> hey, hey. I don't give away parts. I told him that. He was like, well, I really like this part. I'm like, well, you you really better audition well. You really better. He goes, well, wait a minute. I I gave you a part better than the part that you wanted in my show. I'm like, yes, yeah, because I auditioned well, isn't it? He goes, well, well, yeah. That's us <laughs> I was like, so, hey, this is how it goes. This is how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, man, that's a good <laughs> Okay, well, thank you so much. And, and before we head out, can you give my listeners a, or how, well, for the holidays, I just want to spread nothing but joy and laughter and cheer. And so can you leave us with some inspiring holiday
1: words? Some inspiring holiday words. I love, I love Christmas. So, that, that, yeah, I can definitely do that. Um... Remember, no matter how bad it is for you, there's somebody else out there that's having a worse day than you. So what you need to do is you need to look for that person and lift them up, because by lifting that person up, you lift yourself up, and 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 that's what this whole entire season is about. It's about finding the best in each other. It's about uh, making sure that you know uh, everybody is is taken care of and that that fostering that that sense of family. Because hey, we're we're all. We're all humans on this big blue rock hurtling through space. So uh, the best thing you can do is make life easier for everyone else around you because that's gonna make your life easier for yourself.
0: Well, thank you. That that was that was awesome, that's so true. Yes, yes, yes. some <laughs> one up, we got you got to. That's what it's about.
1: That's what it's about.
0: Thanks, Patrick. I had an amazing time with you, I feel like I've known you for a while you're hilarious and you crack me up and you kept a smile on my face, I can tell you that type that keeps smiles on people's faces. You're amazing and you're always welcome here with brandy joy and a voice to be reckoned with and i'm pretty sure we'll be coming across each other again soon thanks Patrick happy holidays. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. And if you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you're not okay to drive. Did you know over 10,000 people lost their lives due to impaired driving fatalities in 2017? Enjoy a night out and find yourself oversharing or taking too many selfies. If the answer is yes, then you're noticing your buzzed warning signs. Buzz warning signs include over texting, taking too many selfies, oversharing, chugging water to sober up, turning the music down to focus, chewing gum, popping mints, eating snacks to soak up the alcohol, drinking coffee to sober up, splashing water on your face, doing jump jacks. Wow. I mean all these things to do to sober up to drive. When hey, how about you just don't drive? <laughs> When you spot your buzzed warning sign, call a cab, car, or friend when it's time to go home. Just don't drive home. A message brought to you by NHTSA, NHTSA, and the Ad Council. Thank you, and voice to be reckoned with. We support the no drinking and driving. Senseless, careless, and just wrong.